lift your heart and your hand. I love you, Jesus. I praise and worship you, holy living God. I need your grace and your power, the beautiful touch of your hand, your anointing, your inspiration, your unction, oh God. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, great God. We worship you, great King. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. Well, give God a big hand. Amen. Thank God. Well, I guess I could tell you I want to preach on a rock group tonight, but I really don't. But I'm, I'm aware that of their name, and I'm going to not use their name. I'm going to use my inspiration. But I'd like to preach entitled tonight on the Grateful Dead. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. The scripture does state, blessed are they that die in the Lord. You know? But you know, I'm going to tell you, to be grateful means not only to be agreeable, but it, it means to acknowledge that, that uh, you're a recipient of benefits and that you're especially the word thankful. Grateful, thankful. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, before you can be grateful dead, you got to be grateful alive. you got to be grateful alive. I like what Brother Sal said tonight. Glad to be a part. Glad to be in the church. Glad to have the Holy Ghost. Glad to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Let us all be thankful. Be grateful. Be agreeable for what God has done for His church that you're a part of. The body of Christ. Everybody said amen. amen. All right, you can be seated. The Lord bless you. Yes, sir. I was uh, told somebody today, I believe, that there are defining moments in people's lives. And I saw somebody take a really bad turn in their life not too long ago. And I said, well, that's going to be a defining moment, that they just went off course completely. It was terrible, 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 terrible. And uh, some defining moments are good, though. It was a, I told the individual it was a defining moment when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, pulled me out of sin, pulled me and my wife out of darkness, brought us into the body of Christ, called us to preach and be a part of God's work and do God's work. And we've, by the grace of God, we've never looked back. It's always looking forward, always going straight on. Amen. Want to go forward, want to go straight on. By God's help and by God's grace. Yes, sir, that's where I want to go. There's no regret. There's no disagreement. Want to go forward. Want to go forward. Want to show God that I'm thankful, that I'm grateful, that I'm appreciative, that I'm agreeable to His Word and His absolutes and what He says. It's been said, Jesus said it, I believe it, that settles it. I'm, a, I'm agreeable to it. And, and if I don't understand it, well, I'll just keep praying. I'll just keep praying. I was telling about my pastor, and he, uh, he had prayed for a young man. And uh, they said, those that witnessed it said, he prayed, he prayed everything to the point that he, he did everything but call him to preach. You know, he just prayed the whole house down on him, so to speak. And uh, the young man got a little older. He, he did. He had a burden to pray. 
and uh, God did call him to preach and did use him magnificently and uh, as long as he was obedient and, uh, and in the spirit and working with the church and the Holy Ghost and the leadership. And uh, there came a time when, uh, unfortunately, he was driving down the road and he was hit head-on and he died. It, it, just a head-on collision and he died instantaneously in the, in the car, in the crash. And uh, so my pastor, he was a praying man. He didn't, he didn't do very much without an answer to prayer, hearing from God, getting a signal. And uh, so he, he, it was the, the funeral was in a completely different state from where he was at, several states away, as a matter of fact. And um, he had prayed and asked the Lord about going, and he couldn't get a signal. And he, he, uh, he told me personally, he said, I tried every which way. He said, I tried everything I know. He said, I couldn't get it. And so he didn't go. And, uh, you know, there's not too many people that can develop that kind, or will, are willing to develop that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ to where they're not going to make too many steps for what they're going to find out from God if it's right or not. And uh, they're going to they're find out ways to do it in the spirit. They're going to find out. They're going to work on it. They're going to talk to God because they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to become disagreeable. They don't want to miss God. We've often said that it's okay, actually, to... to uh, Disagree. Just don't become disagreeable. That's where that spirit gets in, right there, right in that fine line right there. That spirit just slips right in there. And you don't want that to happen. You don't want to let that escalate in your attitude and, and, and get you in a bad attitude and get you crossways with God. You don't want that. You hear me now when I tell you that. You, you, you want to show God that you're thankful. In everything, the Bible said, give thanks. You want to show God that you're thankful. You want, to, you want everybody to know you're thankful. You don't, you don't want that to be some kind of, uh, you know, what the guy do? He dug a hole and took the good thing that God gave him and wrapped it up and buried it in the earth, you know. We don't, want to, we don't want to take this, what God's given us, and get it buried in the world, get it buried in the earth. Oh, God forbid. We want to, we want to get this. What one guy, he was a gruff old singer and played the guitar, and he said, you want to put it way up on the mountain? <laughs> and he, you know, I can't, you don't want me to do it. Yeah, you do want me to Okay. Way up on the mountain! <laughs> That's where you'd want to put your light. You know? Uh, forget that song, Little Light of Mine. It's a big light. It's a big light. It's a great light. Going to put it up on top of the mountain. Going to let my light shine. Woo! Going to let everybody see. Everybody know I am thankful. I am saved. I am delivered. Woo! Yellow. Come on now. Thank God. Everybody said praise the Lord. Well, you can be seen. So, in a foundationary short way, let me say again, if you're going to be gratefully dead, first you've got to be gratefully alive. You know, the Lord said to Israel one place, He said, why will you die? God's wanting us to live. He's, that's why He brought us out of sin. That's why He brings us into the body of Christ. Because he wants to give us this great light. He wants to give us this uh, treasure in earthen vessels. And he wants us to go forth. He's commissioned us to go forth into all the world and preach this gospel everywhere we go. And whatever part of the world God puts us in and plants us in, we want to we work hard there. We want to bloom there. We want to be about our Father's business there. And we want everybody to know that we're very thankful to be in the church. We're, our lower lip's not dragging the ground like some vacuum cleaner, you know. 
Of course, I'm starting to think maybe we ought to start putting our lower lip and be a vacuum cleaner around here. We burn so many out. Our girls should go through vacuum. I, I'm going to have to wear, uh, warn their husbands when that time comes. That you better put a little money aside for vacuums because our girls, we didn't train them to do it, but they do it. Thank God they do vacuum, though, so we'll take the good side of it. You know, we're happy for that, and we appreciate that. But, you know, uh, you've got to empty those vacuums out, girls. Otherwise, they burn up. Just thought I'd mention that. No extra charge. But it's much appreciated. But I'm saying we want to, uh, we really don't want our lower lip to be on the ground. We don't want to walk around with a little sad face. We don't, we, don't, uh, we don't walk around that way. And we're not giving ourselves over to discouragement and things of that nature. Uh, even David, when they spake of stoning him. Now, this is the guy that took Goliath's head off. You know, this is the, this is the guy as a 16-year-old child went out there, young man, and whooped the giant, you know, and did it in the name of the Lord when grown, strong men were how, hi, hiding and, and just hunkering down. And they were playing their games, you know. They were just checking it all out, you know. And David's listening to this giant run his mouth, and he said, what's going on here? And they said, go back home. You're just a brat. Go on home. I'm not going home. He said, that guy's out there insulting the church. He said, I'm not going to let that go on. He said, what, if he wants to fight, then I'll go out there and fight him. And so somebody heard him, and they took him to the king. The king was hiding out. And they said, he said he'd go out there and fight that guy. And he, David said to him, who's he to defy the armies of the living God? That's right. I'd like to say to some people sometimes, who, who do you think you are? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Do you know who I serve? You know, do you, do you realize that we really are the church of the living God? We're not just some denomination. We're not some little building with some group of people that are, are just meeting together like a social club. Not at all. We are the body of Christ. We're, we're a continuation of the original church that Jesus Christ, the only church he ever gave birth to. And it's open to everybody. Everybody can be a part And if you'll get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, that's going to put you in the church. But if you're going to stay in the church, Romans to Revelation, then you're going to have to be grateful. You're going to have to be grateful. You're going to have to be agreeable. You're going to have to be thankful. You're going to have to be able to be told to be pastored. And yeah, we don't do that. And yeah, we're not doing that. We're not getting it. We're not going that way. We've seen people do those things and they're no longer here. And that's sad. That's terrible. Terrible. You got to be grateful living before you can be grateful dead. You can be seated. Lord bless you. I'm not going to take more than nine more minutes. I hope the Lord won't. But don't sit there and pray for me because you won't listen now. Okay. Everybody, give God a big hand. Amen. Amen. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. So let's get grateful. Let's maintain an attitude. Of gratefulness, I told you in flying, you get that nose of that plane where you want it, and then you, you set that little trim tab, it's a little wheel, and you, at least it used to be, and you set it, and that, that holds that plane in the right attitude. What do you say we set a prayer wheel, and we're going to hold our nose up in the right attitude? And we're not going down. We're not descending down. Everybody said amen? amen. We're not going the devil's path. We're not going his route. You, if somebody wants to go that way, well, that's going to be their business. 
People want to walk away from the blessings of God and walk away from the power of God and, and want to shake their fist out pretty much while they do it and run their mouth along with that. There's going to be people who's going to do that kind of stuff. But you know what? There's also going to be a, a church. There's going to be people that are going to shake that kind of spirit off just like Paul shook off that venomous viper and shook it back into the fire and said, I got a job to do for my heavenly father. Amen. Let me tell you what the Spanish... Let me, let me tell you, I don't know how to say it in Spanish, but let me tell you what the, what the Spanish missionary said. He said, me? He said, I work up for Jesus. All right? Let's get that straight. I'm in the church. I'm going for Jesus. Hey, Amen. I'm not involved with this world. I don't want nothing to do with this world. I just want to reap the harvest. Reap the harvest. Reap the harvest. I want to bring in the souls. I want to see these young people get the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen and amen. Yeah. Well, I got about four minutes and counting. Be seated. The Lord bless you. I can put myself on the clock. Don't you do it. You'll get in trouble. you get in trouble with me. God bless you. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. So, let's take it that we've got it got that nailed down. you got to be grateful living. And if you're grateful living, you know, the Bible teaches in one place, it used this phraseology that said, blessed are they that die in the Lord. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Lord. Here, take a week off and find that. It's in there. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Everybody said, amen. Amen. I'm not going to tell you words. I'm going to make you study. All right. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yes, sir. When that voice comes through and it showed uh, that great prince of the people, Michael standing up, and, and it made it very clear, very clear that uh, the Lord is going to uh, utter his voice. And when he does, blessed are they that in the grave, all are in the grave going to hear him. But it said, blessed are they that hear him and that they come out of that grave to everlasting life. Now, if that comma, and then a thousand years later, you got the rest of them folks coming out to everlasting shame and contempt, which brings you back to Matthew's teaching, okay, on the separation of the sheep and the goats. Oh, yeah. So you know what? Blessed are they that die in the Lord. I don't want to die in the devil. I don't want to die in sin. I don't want to die in darkness. I want to be in the light. I want to be thankful. I want to go out my hands up. I want to go out praising the Lord. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. I want to be about my father's business. Hear me, I want to be about my father's business. Amen and amen and amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Oh, sir, I don't want to be in a bar. You know, we had a young man. You can remain standing because I'm going to, that'll help me to wind down. We had, we had a young man. Uh, that was in the church when I came in the church, when we came in the church. And uh, he, he, uh, he told me, he said, Brother Feld, he said, I have seen every miracle in the Bible. And he wasn't even 30 years old then at that time when he told me that. He was probably about 25. And uh, you know how he died? He didn't die in the Lord. He died in his garage doing cocaine. And it caused his heart to explode. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. 
Holy Ghost people don't do cocaine. Holy Ghost people don't do drugs. Holy Ghost people don't drink liquor. Okay? Holy Ghost people aren't involved with that kind of lifestyle. Amen. Holy Ghost people know what God's done for them, and they're thankful. They're thankful. They're thankful. They're thankful to be delivered. They're thankful that they don't desire that kind of lifestyle anymore. Amen. And amen. You know, you got, you got people that always playing around, always experimenting. You know, whether, whatever kind of drug it is. You know, alcohol is a drug. Whatever kind of drug it is that they're experimenting with. And they're always playing around. And they think they're so smart when they're really so all fired dumb. And the devil is just, he's right there, friend. And he's going to get a person past a line to where they're not in control. There are people that think that they're in control. Do you know how many young people have died in this last calendar year from heroin overdose? Do you know how popular it is and what kind of rise it is in our society? Do you know what they're projecting for 2017? How many are going to die? Do you know how many parents go into a bedroom to find their child dead? Yeah. Then they had the picture of the two kids in the back seat of the pickup truck and the parents are in the front seat. Heroin. Right there in the newspaper. Had the picture and everything. Two little kids looking at their parents. They don't know what's happened, but that's what's happened. They OD'd. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. But you know what? You get the Holy Ghost. You don't need what heroin is trying to give you. You don't need what cocaine or alcohol, beer or whatever is trying to give you. You've got a better high. You've got a higher high. You've got a lasting high. You've got something that's not injurious. Something that's not going to destroy. Amen. And blessed are they that die in the Lord. You talk about not only being grateful alive, but grateful dead. Woo! Yes, sir. How did he die? He died in the Lord. Yes, he did. He died in the Lord. He died with victory. Oh, friend, what a marvelous, marvelous thing. Amen and amen and amen. My pastor had a stroke. He laid in the, I don't know what it was, some kind of assisted care or something for 11 weeks. 11 weeks. You know why God put him there? God put him there because of the whole lot of people needed to come by and tell them, tell him they were sorry. And they said, you couldn't imagine the number of preachers that filed through there. But I want you to know in the midst of all of that, Sister Dunn had come in one afternoon. And, and you know, when you get a stroke, sometimes uh, different parts of your body do not work. Uh, it's affected, you know, if it gets you on the left side of the brain, then they say the right side goes. And... Uh, I guess it's opposite. If it goes this side, then this side doesn't work. But whatever side it got, and uh, he couldn't talk, but his, his eyes worked and certain things functioned. But he, he saw Sister Dunn, and he put his hand out on the sheet there, and he went, he's telling her, I'm going. I'm going up. I'm going. I'm going. Let me tell you something, friend. I've, I've known of, of men that... Uh, just before they went, they called their loved one and they said, come see the angels. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Blessed are they that die in the Lord, friend. Blessed are they that die. You're talking about grateful dead. There's going to be a first resurrection that's going to hear his voice. And they're coming out of there and there's going to be some folks that ain't coming out. And they're not going to hear his voice until it's damnation. And that's too late. Oh, don't forget though, you're going to have... Preachers is going to tell you, oh, 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 there'll be a second chance. There's not going to be no second chance. It comes right back to people don't like absolutes. 
They don't like it when it said you must be born again. Jesus Christ said you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. And they're always looking for a way around it. But Jesus said there's no way around the door. You're coming through me or you're not coming. People don't like that. And they try every which way they can. You'd be surprised how many of them are supposed to have this truth. And they're trying to tell everybody. I've gotten calls from people and asked me uh, about it. You know, and they're trying to say there's going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to be like a shuttle. You know, there's going to be a bunch of different opportunities. No, there's going to be a first resurrection. And the next one called the second or the general resurrection. That's for all the, de all the dead folks that's going to hear his voice and say, come up to everlasting shame and contempt. They're going to be with the, they're going to be with the uh, uh, false prophet and the dragon and the devil. That's where they're going to be. And I'm not happy about that. But that's the reality, church family. Don't get mad at me because I'm going to preach it. I'm preaching it to warn. And if I don't warn, then the blood's going to be on my hands. Okay? Now, I know, I know that all you artists like a lot of different colors, but I'm not wanting any red on my hands. Okay? I, I don't want blood on my hands. I don't want that. Okay, I want, I want, I want to know that, that I got you there. <laughs> I did my part to get you there. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. How many times have we said that? You're going to marry somebody in the Lord. In the Lord. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yes. You want to die with victory. You want to die with thankfulness. You want to die with, I was in agreement. I wasn't fighting. I wasn't arguing. I wasn't rebellious. I wasn't hateful, you know. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Sometimes people just want their way. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes people's way is going to get them to the wrong place. You better hear me now. You better hear me now. You can get all stubborn. I'm 18. Well, good for you. <laughs> Glad you made it to 18, okay? But I sure like you to make it to heaven. It's a lot more important. I'd like you to, right here, prayer request. For a 17-year-old. He might not make 18. He's dying of cancer. Okay? Dying of cancer. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. You can face, you can face cancer. You can face a lot of things if you're baptized in Jesus' name and got the Holy Ghost. Because you know you're going to a better place. You're going to be with the Lord. But you don't have, you're not in the Lord, you're not agreeable, you're not thankful, you're crossways with things, and you got an attitude, look out. You know your nose is down. You didn't set it. The forces are pushing that plane down, pushing that. That's what the enemy's doing. He's trying to oppress you and depress you and suppress you. You hear me? You want to you wanna get in the spirit. You want to overcome. I, I got, I know, I got to quit. Ooh, I'm late. I'm sorry. I, I repent. I'm sorry. What did Paul say? I repent. Though I don't repent. <laughs> no, not really. He said I, it's for your good. <laughs> but um, in conclusion, get ready to play. We're going to get ready to come for a few minutes, but if I don't forget what I was going to say. But I am trying to say to you that there are, there are those that are going to die in the Lord. Paul uh, wrote it, and, or no, it was John the Revelator that wrote it, and the Lord referenced Antipas, my faithful martyr. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. You died believing. You died. Everybody's going to die, but you want to die believing. You want to, you want to die doing it right. You want to be about your father's business. Okay, that's how you want to go out, active and busy for the Lord. Okay, let's have a little music, and we'll come around the front. We love you. Let's have prayer. Amen. Take a few moments here.
around here looking for sympathy. We don't have any. But we've got compassion. We've got compassion. came in the church, we came in the church. We didn't have two nickels throughout the day. And when we did have something to get some decent clothes, you know, uh, we, uh, I remember the church, they, they made a dress for my wife, and it was wear the dress, wash the dress, wear the dress, wash the dress, wear the dress, wash the dress. That's the way that went for a long time. And, uh, and that was okay. You know, we never gave it a second thought. 
We're just so happy to go to church. Just so happy to have the truth of God. And uh, I remember that that uh, people in encouraging us to li- live for God, and we were reading the Bible and doing all those wonderful things that you do when you come to the church. And uh, in the process of it, there was a uh, an experience that took place. And uh, there's some things that, if you let it, it could discourage you, but you you don't entertain discouragement. You I started to tell you about David when he is one that decapitated sin, got rid of sin. You know, there's some people that don't like to get rid of sin. <laughs> you know, a sin's a killer. That's like saying I don't want to get rid of cancer. Hello. And so David took care of that in the proper fashion, the proper he operated, friend. And boy, he had a scalpel, let me tell you. That was a big old sword. And very sharp. And he took care of business. So, in, and, and that's the funny thing, you know, the enemy wants to beller and bull his way around, and, and then God raises up a man to take care of him, and then everybody gets all bent out of shape about it. <laughs> Only trying to save you, trying to keep you saved. But anyway, I'm just simply saying that, that uh, in trying to continue on to live for God and try to do right, there, there has to be that continuation of thankfulness and praise. And you have to protect and guard what God has given you. And you've got to be, you've got to be agreeable and you've got to be thankful. You don't want to let a spirit get in there to where he gets you to be disagreeable about things. You don't want to do that because you know what? It won't stay at one thing. It'll become another and another and another and another. And that's when people find themselves right out of the church, no matter how many miracles they've seen. No matter how many miracles they've seen. Okay, and maybe even experience themselves. So I'm just t- trying to tell you, we're living in some very dangerous times. But I want to be, I want to be qualifying myself so I've got to be grateful living so that one day, Revelation 14 and 13, Brother Thomas, he found it. You know, you know why he found it? He probably had a phone. And, 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 well, you see, I know those tricks. I was with a young preacher one time and, I was on the phone with him, actually, and I wasn't with him. I was on the phone with him, and I, I know I got it close. And I said, um, I, I was giving him a little trivia lesson, and so I told him, who was, I said, who was so-and-so? And he starts going, well, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. And he just kept doing little things, and I said, it hit me, and I said, he's looking it up on his phone. <laughs> That's what he did. And sure enough, he did. When he gave me the name, I said, you cheated, didn't you? He cracked up laughing. He was at least honest to that point. He cracked up laughing. And he said, yeah, he said, I was looking it up. <laughs> but that's all right. He still learned it. As long as you learn a lesson, I guess. All right. We love you. We appreciate you all. We are wanting everybody to make it, okay? Everybody to make it. Try not to make my job too difficult, okay? Yeah, yeah. I know a preacher that uh, his son went, went out in the lake, and uh, he was swimming. And the dad preacher was going by, and he saw him out there, and he was flailing. And he realized that he'd had some kind of reaction and something was wrong. And he, suit, pants, uh, shoes, everything, he jumped right in the water and swam out to his son. And when he got there, his son went nuts, just lost it, started flailing, hitting him. He said, man, he said, he, he, I had to let him go. I had to let him go. He said, he, he almost drowned me. He said, I barely made it back to the shore myself. 
And, uh, you know, people can fight the wrong person. That's the guy that's trying to save you. What are you fighting him for? Okay? So keep it in mind in these last days in which we're living and the spirits which are unloosed, the pressures and the forces that are upon this earth through spirits. And you make sure that you be thankful. You praise God. And learn to love those that love you. Okay? Hang in there with people that love you. Okay? We love you, and we do. We really do. Okay. Uh, I guess we look forward to the weekend coming up.